Good morning. Welcome to Easter Sunday at Brownsville Community Fellowship. If we haven't met, my name is Bo Hesterberg, and I am so happy to be here with all of you. I don't know if you remember, but last year, we had to celebrate from home. And it is so good to be back. Would you agree? We had a rough year last year. I am so glad to be here with you. If you have your children with you, I want to invite you to take them back to our children's wing, our kids' church. We have a gift for every child from nursery all the way through elementary, but they have to go there to get it. They're going to have so much fun, they will thank you for it. For those of you watching online, I am so glad you decided to join us today. Because today, on Easter Sunday, we celebrate the death burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ together with 2.5 billion people around the world. That's billion with a B. What would turn a small band of 120 men and women into the world's largest religion? What would take people hiding behind locked doors afraid of being arrested or killed and turn them into boldly proclaiming Jesus Christ in the streets. Only one thing can do that, and that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We know Jesus Christ died on the cross. This is historically proven. And Jesus rose from the dead. His resurrection changes everything. Jesus is the way to freedom. Now, I didn't always believe that. Growing up, we went to church. We were here at a church every Easter. I knew Jesus died on the cross. I believed Jesus rose from the dead. But I didn't know what that meant for me. For many years, as a young man, I struggled with pornography. It's a dirty, ugly addiction. And I didn't realize what Jesus did for me on the cross sets me free. Today, I want to share with you how I have found freedom from pornography. Now, I don't know what you're struggling with today. What is that, that issue in your life that just keeps defeating you? Jesus is the way to freedom. This is the way. Where does that phrase come from, by the way? This is the way. How many of you have seen The Mandalorian on Disney Plus? You know, they ask the main character why he's doing what he's doing, and what does he say? This is the way. Did you know Disney did not invent that phrase, this is the way? 2,000 years ago, Christ followers, before we were called Christians, we were simply called the way. I want to share with you from the book of Acts. If you have your programs, it's, it's there in your notes. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, there was a man named Saul. Now, Saul hated the followers of Jesus Christ. Saul made it his mission in life to arrest them, to put them in prison, to have them executed. 
And the Bible says this, Saul was uttering threats with every breath. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus. And Damascus is modern-day Syria. Many Christians had fled from persecution from Israel, from Jerusalem, to Damascus, Syria. And Saul was asking for permission, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way. Circle that. Followers of the way that he found there. You see, Saul made it his mission in life to stomp out the way. He later admitted, I persecuted followers of the way, hounding some to death, arresting both men and women and throwing them in prison. He was a terrorist. I mean, think Osama bin Laden, that level of hatred towards followers of the way. But something happened on the road to Damascus. Something happened that changed Saul's life forever. As Saul and his companions, they're riding to Damascus, suddenly a light shone down from heaven, so bright, it was brighter than the sun. And Saul fell to his knees, and he heard a voice from heaven say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul said, uh, who are you, Lord? And the voice said, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Saul had an encounter with the resurrected Jesus Christ. And his life changed that day. Everything about Saul began to change. Even his name changed. He went from Saul to Paul. And Paul traveled all around the Mediterranean, through Turkey, through Greece, eventually to Rome, Italy, telling everyone about Jesus Christ. And later, Saul, the former terrorist, boldly proclaimed, I admit that I follow the way. Paul had an encounter with the way, and it changed his life. What is the way? I want to take you back to the night before Jesus died. Jesus was celebrating the Last Supper. He was celebrating the Passover meal with his disciples in an upper room in Jerusalem. And at this meal, Paul be, uh, Jesus began to tell his followers, look guys, I'm going back to be with my Father in heaven. And they were upset. Jesus, you're leaving us? Where are you going? And Jesus said this, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. I am going to prepare a place for you. I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And then Thomas, one of the disciples, said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth. And the life, the only way to the Father 
is through me. Underline that phrase, I am the way. Jesus is the way. Earlier that week, Jesus told his disciples everything that was going to happen to him. He told them, listen, we're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man, that's what Jesus called himself, the Son of Man, he will be handed over to the Romans, he will be mocked, treated shamefully, and spit upon. They will flog him with a whip and kill him. But on the third day, he will rise again. Jesus told his disciples many times, they're going to kill me, and three days later, I will rise again. Now, I could tell you the same thing. I could say, hey, guys, I'm going to die, and three days later, I'm going to rise from the dead. Would you believe me? I hope not, because it wouldn't happen. Jesus said, I am going to die, and I'm going to rise from the dead three days later, and it happened. Now, why did Jesus have to die? Why would God become one of us just to die? Well, the Bible says only as a human being could Jesus die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. I want you to underline that little phrase, the fear of dying. Because as humans, this is our number one fear. In our minds, death is the end. And in this year of 2020, more than any other year, we have faced death. Many of us have feared that we would die or that someone we love would die. And many of us lost loved ones. Jesus came to set us free from the fear of death. The Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. That means when we sin, when we disobey God, we get what sin pays, and that's death. And that's not just death here on earth. That's an eternity of separation from God in a place that Jesus called hell. And we've all sinned. But here's the good news. The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. See, Jesus went to the cross. He was beaten, whipped, stripped naked, nailed to a wooden beam and lifted up in front of the entire world. And he did that for you and me. When Jesus went to the cross, there were two criminals crucified on either side of him. See, this is how the Romans would execute their, their prisoners. They would execute them as a, as a statement. This is what happens when you cross Rome. And one of the criminals is hanging there, and he's in agony, and he looks at Jesus, and he says, Jesus, if you're the Son of God, come down from there. And hey, get us off the cross too. But there was another criminal on the other side of Jesus. And he was like, hey, man, what are you saying? Don't you get it? We deserve this. 
This man, Jesus, has done nothing to deserve this. He got it. He got it. He realized, I deserve to die. The punishment for my sin is death. Jesus has never sinned. And then he said this, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. See, not only did he realize, I've sinned, I deserve this. He realized Jesus is who he said he is. Jesus will rise from the dead. Jesus is the king. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. What is the way? Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way to a home in heaven. This past year, among the many people we lost, one of the most painful for me was our dear friend Sandra Hernandez. And if you've come in past years, you would have seen her greeting people as they came in with her sons, with her husband. She was full of life. For many years, she battled cancer. And at one time, she was declared cancer-free, and we praised God. But then last year, on top of everything else in 2020, Sandra's cancer returned. She started on chemo. It weakened her immune system. And then she got COVID. And we prayed, and we prayed for God to heal her. He had done it before. I knew he could do it again. Sandra got weaker and weaker. And then one day she said to her husband, Abel, I am ready to go. The Lord is calling me. Those were her last words. That day... Jesus called Sandra home. And Sandra was not afraid to die. She knew she had a home in heaven because Jesus said so. Jesus said, I am going to prepare a place for you. And Sandra is in that place now. And if she could be here today, she would tell you all, it's true. How do we know? Because Jesus proved it. See, on Easter Sunday, 2,000 years ago, some women went to the tomb where Jesus was buried. It was like a, a cave cut in the hill. There was a huge stone rolled over the entrance. And these women, they came with spices and with linens that were going to wrap Jesus' body. It was a, a custom back then, a way of showing him honor. And when they arrived at the tomb, it was empty. And the stone was rolled away. And two angels appeared to them. And they asked these ladies, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you. Underline that. Jesus said this was going to happen. The son of man must be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. Well, these ladies, they ran back and they, they, they went to see the disciples and the rest of the disciples were hiding 
behind locked doors in that upper room. See, their Lord had just been killed, and they thought, we're next. And the Bible says, as they were telling about it, Jesus himself suddenly was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. Can you imagine? All of a sudden, boom, there's Jesus. Peace be with you. And they're terrified. I mean, we've just, they've just seen him nailed to the cross. They've seen him die. They think Jesus is a ghost. Jesus said, no, look, look at the holes in my hands, the holes in my feet. And they said, do you have anything to eat? And they gave him some fish, and he ate some fish, and he said, look, ghosts don't eat. I'm alive. And then Jesus said, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written, there is forgiveness of sins for all who repent, for all who turn away from their sin. See, Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then Jesus rose from the dead, proving that it's true. Jesus said, there is forgiveness for sins. And Jesus rose from the dead, proving that it's true. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way to our home in heaven. And Jesus is the way to freedom from my failures. Now, as a young man, I believed the first part. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe he rose again. I believe that I had a home in heaven. And I thought, yay, I know where I'm going when I die. But I thought, meantime, I've just got to struggle through life here on earth. I was still a slave to my own ugly desires. I struggled with pornography. And every time I failed, I felt guilty and dirty and ashamed. And I thought, this is just something I'm going to have to struggle through for the rest of my life. And I believe Jesus had a way for me to get to heaven, but I thought it was up to me to fight this sin in my life. And I thought, well, maybe if I just remember what Jesus did on the cross, then out of gratitude, I'll stop sinning. And that didn't work. And I thought, maybe if I just make enough rules, I got some good rules, I'm, rule, I'm not going to look at porn, I'm, if I'll tell someone if I do, I'm going to keep my computer out of my bedroom, I'm going to put a filter on it to block out the bad stuff. These are good rules, but I could not keep them. In my own strength, I could not keep them. And I was miserable. Friends, that is not the way. I don't know what your struggle is. I don't know what failures keep holding you back. But I do know this. Jesus is the way to freedom from our failures. Jesus is the way to freedom, not just to heaven one day. He is the way to a life worth living today. See, the Bible says this, the Spirit of God who raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you. If you've invited Jesus into your life, he sends his Holy Spirit to live inside you, and you are never alone. And the Bible says, just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life 
to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. The power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. The power for freedom was already there. And then one day I got it. I read this verse, Jude one twenty four. Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away. Underline that phrase, he's able to keep you from falling. Who's going to keep me from falling, me or God? God. God will. He will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. And that day I got it. I realized it's not up to me to stop sinning. It's up to God. And I surrendered my failures to him that day. I said, God, I'm giving you my failures. You can keep me from falling, not me. I want to tell you, Jesus has given me freedom. I have not looked at pornography in over seven years. There is freedom. Jesus is the way to freedom. Whatever your failures are, whatever you're struggling with, whatever's holding you back, Jesus is the way. And maybe you say, well, that sounds too simple. That sounds too good to be true. It's not. You see, we don't need more willpower. We need God's will and God's power. And if you invite Jesus into your life, the power that raised him from the dead is living in you. Surrender your failures. Surrender your weaknesses. Say, Jesus, I'm giving these to you. You give me the power for freedom. Jesus is the way. He's the way to our home in heaven. He's the way to freedom from my failures. And Jesus is the way to a life of meaning. After Jesus rose from the dead, did you know he spent the next 40 days with his followers, appearing to them, teaching them, proving that he was alive? At one point, he appeared to 500 of his followers at the same time. He said, guys, I'm alive. And at the end of those 40 days, Jesus went with his followers to the hill country of Bethany, and there he blessed them. And the Bible says, while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. Jesus just started floating up into the clouds. So they worshiped him, and they returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy. Underline that. They're not scared anymore. They're not sad anymore. Jesus has given them a life worth living and they spent all their time in the temple praising God. They're not hiding anymore. Jesus has given them a life of meaning. They're preaching about the resurrection in the streets. I am not afraid to die. I know where I'm going when I die. And that's not because I'm a pastor. You've already heard me. I shared my dirty laundry with you. It's because of what Jesus has done for me. But I have joy not just because of where I'm going. I have joy because he has given me a life worth living today. And I'm not the only one. I want you to hear from a man in our church and the difference Jesus has made in his life. 
my life's changed in so many ways ever since I met Jesus and um, I feel more happy. I feel full of life and love. You know, the relationship with my family, I feel more comfortable um, talking to them about issues that I have. They feel comfortable coming to me and letting me know when they have a problem. I feel more like a dad, even though I'm not always around because of my work, but I feel more that I'm, I'm there for them too, not like before. Before I gave my life to Jesus, uh, my life was kind of rough. I had no direction. I didn't know where I was going. I have a path now that I want to follow. I have something to look for. I wake up every day and I, I have a thrive that I want to be a better man, be a better follower, and so it took me a while to get there, but once I got there, I told myself I should have done it a long time ago. Did you catch what Oscar said? Being a follower of Jesus has made him a better dad, has made him a better man, has made him want to be a better follower. Now this isn't to say that the way is easy. There will be persecution. People will get angry at you. They may even hate you for following the way. Most of Jesus' 12 disciples were killed for following Jesus. But they died happy because they knew where they were going. Remember I told you about Paul, the former terrorist, became preacher of the good news of Jesus. Well, toward the end of Paul's life, he was in jail. He was awaiting execution because he preached about Jesus. And this is what Paul said. To me, living means living for Christ. And dying is even better. Underline that. Dying is better. He said, because I know where I'm going. As long as I'm alive, I have a reason to live, to tell people about Jesus. And if I die, I just go to be with Jesus. How do you stop a follower of the way? You can't. As long as we're alive, we have something to live for. And when we die, we know where we're going. Jesus said, I have a place prepared for you. This is the way to life. Now, maybe you come to church once a year on Easter Sunday. If that's you, I'm so glad you're here. My challenge to you is keep coming. Jesus is not a once-a-year event. Jesus is a way of life. And maybe you're here in church for the first time ever because you're saying, God, I'm looking for answers. There's got to be a better way to live. And if that's you, I want to invite you, please keep coming. For the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about how Jesus is the way to a better life. I want you to hear from Pastor Kenny, our founding pastor. He'll be speaking next week. Hey everybody, happy Easter. I am so glad you've come on this resurrection weekend. What a fantastic time. I wanna invite you to come back next week, April the 11th. I wanna talk about how to live guilt-free. The Bible says all the joys of those whose sins are forgiven. Can you live a guilt-free life? Yes. Is this the will of God? Yes. God wants to bring this happiness into our life 
And next week, I'm going to tell you how. Hope to see you then. That's next week, April 11th. The following week, April 18th, I'm going to talk about how Jesus is the way to freedom from anger. On April 25th, Pastor Michael Dean will share how Jesus is the way to freedom from addiction. And he is celebrating 26 years of sobriety from drugs and alcohol abuse. And then on May 2nd, we'll share how Jesus is the way to freedom from anxiety and depression. Jesus is the way. I want you to make a decision right now that you will be here for the next five weeks. Say, no matter what, I will be here. If you're watching online, say, I will tune in. Maybe you're here today, and like Paul, you've just had your first encounter with Jesus. How will you respond to him? What will you do? It's no accident that you are here today. God brought you here. Easter 2021. And Jesus says to you, I am the way and the truth and the life. He comes to you with open arms and he says, I am the way to your home in heaven. I am the truth that sets you free from your failures. I am the life, a life of meaning and purpose, a life worth living. Will you respond? You can talk to Jesus right now. Just talk to him in prayer right where you're seated. I'm going to put some words up here on the screen, and there's nothing magical about the words. But if you mean them in your heart, tell them to Jesus right now. Say, dear Jesus, I believe, tell him, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead. I believe that you are the way. Jesus, you are the way to my home in heaven. You are the way to freedom from my failures. Jesus, you are the way to a life of meaning. And then ask him, please forgive me. Please forgive me for my sins. Jesus said, there's forgiveness for sins. Ask him. Ask him to come in. Please come into my life. Fill me with your mighty power to change. If you ask him, he will. And then commit yourself to him. Say, Jesus, I will follow you as my Lord. Lord means you are the owner of my life. I will follow you from now on. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Friends, I want you to confirm the decisions that you made today. I want to know where do you stand with Jesus? I'd like you to take out your connection card from your program. Or if you don't have one, go to online, bcfchurch.com, and just click that connection card, that first pop-up. And I'd like to hear from you. Just respond, A, B, C, or D. A, you're saying, I already believe in Jesus. And that's wonderful. He is the way. Live it. 
love it. Share the way with others. B says, I'm believing in Jesus for the first time today. And if that's you, I am so happy for you. You are adopted into God's family. I want to encourage you, get connected here to your church family. We are your brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. See, you're saying, I'm considering following Jesus. Maybe you're saying, I I'm curious. I want to know more. I'm not going to do anything weird. I'm not going to show up at your house. I'm not going to put you on an email list. But I am going to pray for you. Please keep coming. Or maybe D, you say, I don't want to follow. You say, I'm, I'm just not ready. And that's okay. Thank you for being honest. I'm not going to pressure you to change. But I want you to know you are always welcome here at Brownsville Community Fellowship. If you have any questions, I would love to talk to you. Any of the members of our, our team, our other pastors, our staff would love to talk with you. Please keep coming. In a moment, when we're done, you can drop these, offering, uh, these connection cards in the offering boxes around the room at our offering centers. We're going to worship God right now through our tithes and our offerings. And for followers of Jesus, for followers of the way, this is our way of saying, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I'm committed to you. You can give your, your gift in your offering envelope, or you can give it online at bcfchurch.com, or even through the Church Center app. But if you're our guest today, just relax. I'm not going to ask for your money. In fact, if you are a first-time guest, I want to give something to you. If you're a first-time guest, I'd like you to stop by our guest table right back there in the back of the room. We have a special gift just to say thank you for joining us Easter Sunday 2021. Now, in a moment, we're going to sing one more song together to worship Jesus, the Son of God. This is the way.